you see that you see the dynamics of some of these other areas where you're exposed to that, you see that people are the same as you. You see how kind and welcoming, amazing people are around the world. And you get to see how lucky you are to be born in or live in America. Then you're going to not only appreciate other regions of the world where the media only wants to tell you these places all suck and they're, they're all terrible and they're crime ridden, that they're not. Welcome back to the Leading Lights podcast. My name is Somia. My name is Hema, and today we have Matt Javit on. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what sparked your love for traveling? Yeah, so uh, I guess the about myself is a long story, but the, the cool part that's gotten interest in the last uh, few years is my wife and I quit our careers in February 2017 and traveled full-time with a single backpack apiece to 35 countries over 27 months and got back in May of 2019. And um, that was obviously great timing on our adventure before the pandemic hit and everything. And then that helped us transition into new careers and new path uh, in the life. Um, I left at that time, I left a career in um, sales for a large international IT consulting company. And then I uh, spent nine years there. And then we, uh, we did not work while we traveled. We did a, a few side hustles and worked on some skills that would better prepare us for this next chapter of life. And, that's, um, and then we went back. When we went back, we picked up where we left off um, in different ways uh, in our careers. And then that kind of took us there. So that's kind of the cool, the cool uh, thing that I've done recently. That's actually so cool because I think with a lot of people, when you go through like years of education and then you kind of pursue that and then you take a break and like you shift careers, that can be really daunting, right? Because there's yeah. nothing cushioning that shift. So how did you how did you decide to make to take the step of shifting your focus for a little bit onto traveling? And what were your like fears and concerns going into it? Yeah, the um the the thing the main thing that I wanted to do with the travel was first I I had we had a huge travel bug. We got introduced to travel, um, international travel when I was in my mid 30s. I was actually grew up as a military kid, so I lived in 10 states in America. And I played division one basketball. So when I played basketball, we traveled a lot. We went to, I played at, at Nebraska and Syracuse, went to Alaska and a, a shootout in Alaska. So I, I saw America, but I had never I'd traveled internationally. So when I first got that exposure to international travel, I had the, I had the bug to travel more, mm-hmm. but this, this career gap that we took was more about um, getting out of our comfort zone. Because we were in a situation where we were both killing in our, our jobs, both at the peaks of our careers at that time. But there was, um, and we could keep doing that for the next 20 years and kill it, stack money, do all the things that people do, buy bigger houses. Well, I'm sorry about that. Buy bigger houses, buy bigger cars. You know, I mean, all the things that the, that the Western world typically does when they make more money in their careers. But for me, it was more like, okay, what, how can we create some challenges? How can we create some things that mm-hmm. um, prepare us 
for these next phases of life, build more skills, do different things, stretch ourselves. So that's what that was about. That's why we did one single backpack. That's why we went, we left for over two years, knowing that you can't come home. Cause if you know, you like, you got a warm shower and a, a big cozy bed at home. Cause I'm mm -hmm. six foot six. So I slept in a lot of small beds. Mm -hmm. I slept in some bunk beds. We did, we did some volunteer type stuff as well. So when you know, like you're out of your comfort zone for a very long time, it really stretches you. And that's what it did for me and my wife. It stretched us. We learned a lot of new skills. We met amazing people all over the world. And we had, we got a chance to understand um, what it's like in different regions of the world. And then we brought all that back with us for that next chapter of life. So that's what, um, that was the big thing. That was the, the, that was the big challenge ahead of us that we wanted to take on because um, it wasn't like life was easy because everything is like, everybody has their own, difficulties right but we were in a real it, things were really smooth um with what we were doing so we just we just wanted to throw in a challenge and see the world at the same time see see amazing places all around the world machu picchu taj mahal uh, uh anchor wat and cambodia all those things i mean that, that was part of the part of the big list you mentioned that you moved around a lot as a kid and how you've been traveling for um the past couple of years how would you say that traveling has shaped you as a person as well as your outlook on other cultures, foods and peoples and things like that? Yeah. So the, the travel as a kid really prepared me well, I think. And I think all military kids have a different experience. I, I was blessed to have some skills and I guess desire to love people of all backgrounds. So for me, when we were traveling in my youth, I would, um, I went to, I think I, I counted eight schools. I went to three high schools, but eight schools throughout. So all that changing that I had to do gave me exposure to many different types of people. So by the time I was, I went to college, um, I knew that like, we're all kind of the same, right? We all, we all have different backgrounds, but we're all kind of the same in what we're trying to do. So that, um, that exposure helped me. And then once college, once you go to college, it really helps you because you're meeting with all these kinds of people from all different backgrounds, different education levels, all kind of with the same goal, but everybody has their own dreams and hopes. And then um, when I had a chance to, to travel as an adult, um, I already had life experiences that, that kind of like you, you start to understand people on a different level. And then with that with the, be able to travel as an adult and get that exposure to all ranges of economic status, mm -hmm. as well as just different cultural backgrounds, it just opens your mind even more. And it's, and it's just fantastic because, um, at the end of the day, we're so much alike and it's the, the, the media wants to paint this picture that we're all so different in the hope to like maybe divide us and to have reasons for us to dislike each other. But at the end of the day, we're all very much alike. We all want some safety and security. We all want a little bit of money. We all want love, friendships, community. These are all things that we all want and, and need to, to live. And most, 99% of the people out there are amazing, good people. And, you, and we saw that and experienced that through our travels, that no matter where we went in these different parts and regions of the world, that people were so welcoming and inviting. If you stepped into a room with a smile, people are going to, they're going to take you on a different way. If you, if, and it's a lot about how, how you engage with people is what you're going to receive from them in return. And that's, and that's what we saw. So all those, so I had those experiences, but then when you have that impact over a 27 month period, 
when you're seeing all this con- kindness and, and um, thoughtfulness from everywhere, everywhere uh, around the world, then it, that changes you even more. So then it, it opens your ideas, opens your mind to new opportunities, and it really changes your, your outlook uh, on how you take those next steps and chapters in life. Because we would meet a lot of young travelers uh, in their 20s and um, just doing gap years because America really doesn't have a gap year. Hopefully it's more of a more common thing. I think it's amazing. The Western West, uh, like the Europeans have that Australians and New Zealanders, they love the gap year. So when you meet all these young travelers, you can see their minds changing in, in real time about, um, what all this stuff they're learning as they go on these adventures and meet people from all over the globe. Cause a lot of these hostels and these, uh, I used a, a website called Workaway where you can, you can volunteer in exchange for a place to stay. You would meet people from all over the world. So as a young person, as you're getting this exposure to people from different regions, you do begin to understand like, Hey, we're all kind of the same. We all kind of have similar goals, but we're just, we were just born in a different place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's so interesting because for a while, as like you said, America doesn't really have a gap year. And I really think it's because we're so focused on one type of education that we don't go out and learn about people themselves. We learn about these like ah, science and all of that, but we don't learn about people. And I think it's interesting also how like media has be- begun to shape our perception of uh, other countries and other people and other uh, cultures and we don't get the art when, when we're kind of afraid to go out and see how it is for ourselves so I think it's really cool that there are also young travelers out there now that are going out and exploring these types of things um, I wanted to ask you said you were um, like traveling for like 27 months I believe yes 27 months um, where was there an, ever any point where you were kind of doubting your time like was there ever a time where you kind of want to put it kind of wanted to put an end to it you were tired of it you were feeling some negative uh emotions toward it yeah um so for me no i i loved it so much i would have probably kept going Mm -hmm. my wife was ready to come back Mm -hmm. so there was and she will she'll open it that that um we got to a point where we were about two months in and we were in Singapore and it was the beginning of 2019 and we were supposed to, we, we kind of always kept it vague, like how long would we go? But we always had a plan. We were, we would give it our chance to be a bit spontaneous at times where we could change the schedule if we wanted to and, and do new cool things. If we met people and they were like, Hey, you got to go over here and see this thing. We would, we would leave that wiggle room in. But we also understood what our what our big plan looked like, mm-hmm. and um, we were we were at that 2019 about this time of the year, and we were setting goals for the next year, and I wanted to keep going, and mm-hmm. she was like, "No, it's it's we're we're this is we've done it, uh, let's keep let's do this for about four more months, and then we're good." So um, there was never a point for me because I just love the adventure <clears throat> and meeting new people. There was going to be a point in time where we're going to have to start making money again. Right. <clears throat> so that was that was the big the big thing because we weren't making money on the road. We were spending our money, and we weren't making any money. So there was going to be a point where we're like, okay, so what we what are we going to do with our careers and this next step? Where I was comfortable um, continuing to go, spending our money, where <clears throat> she was ready to get back into her career. Right. 
rolling back to what um, Sonia said before about how we're not encouraged to learn about other cultures or how to communicate with other groups of people. How would you say that language and culture ba cultural barriers have affected your travel experiences? Because I know I can speak on both of our behalves when we say that like learning about other cultures and other languages is definitely one of the last priorities in our education. So I was wondering what uh, your experience was like, what that has been. So language is extremely important today because um, even more so, I think, although AI is, is taking over because language then translates to code. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're really good at learning a second or third language, you could do the same if you were learning Java or, you, you, you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, if yeah. you were going to learn computer code, it's, it's the same idea because you're learning these new things and new concepts and way, ways to, to do things. So that's why I think the language is extremely important to learn. But then also communicating with people in their um, native tongue is how you get really close with them. Yeah. So now, for instance, we, we live in Honduras now. I'm learning Spanish. I, I learned Spanish um, in high school, didn't didn't really partake in it much thereafter. And now I'm, I'm getting back into um, the immersion aspect of it and trying to learn it again. But there's only so far I can take these conversations with locals if I only know a certain words and I can't fully communicate. And, and in order to have like true deep conversations and learn about people, you got to be able to speak the same language. So that's, that's, um, it's extremely important and it it's eye-opening because we all describe things differently depending on what, where you come from. People have different words to describe different ways of, of interacting with certain things. So if you, if you open your mind to that constantly and you're always learning, Oh, this is how these people see it. And this is how, um, this is how they describe it. It, it just, it gives you the ability to really open your mind and you start to see the world in a different way as well. Um, these, the, the thing that you got to understand about America, and this is what um, we've, I've been over 50 countries now, and you start to see that how the, the world interacts on a daily basis rather than how America um, um, moves is at the end of the day, America is built on money. Yeah. It's, it's all money all the time. I, I, I would debate this endlessly that everything in, in America the end desire is financial yeah. um, where other parts of the world are not like that. Other parts of the world are based on community um, are based on some, some are based on status over money. So you might have more status, but you're not making as much money. They'd rather have that status. Mm -hmm. um, and some, a lot of places are, are built around religion, but at the end of the day, America is all money. So that's why like, when we talk about the gap year, not mm -hmm. having a gap year, it's because it's like, how quickly can I make money? Right. Will that one will that one year gap year make you more money? No, it's taken it's taken a year out of education where instead of at age 19, you're going to go travel Europe or um, go spend uh, time in Thailand or Australia. You're That's a year that you're not making money. That's a year you're spending money. That's a year that you're out of the education system, not getting that, that degree. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why America operates the, the way that it does. And I don't, I can't imagine a scenario where that changes in the future. Although you're going to start to have generations now where some of these parents, maybe they did travel and they saw the impact on their lives. 
So now maybe they give their kids that opportunity to do the same thing at an earlier stage and give them that gap year, um, which would be tremendous because as more young Americans see what the rest of the world is like, it's, it could have a huge impact on America. And I, I say that for two reasons. I think gap years are extremely important. I think they should be not necessarily, not necessarily a gap year, but a gap time frame where if American kids had to go to um, Mexico City, had to go to Mumbai, India, had to go to um, um, South Africa or parts of Africa, if they had to go to these places where they see forms of extreme poverty in some cases, but also all those places I named also have extreme wealth. And you see that you see the dynamics of some of these other areas where you're exposed to that. You see that people are the same as you. You see how kind and welcoming, amazing people are around the world. And you get to see how lucky you are to be born in or live in America. Then you're going to not only appreciate other regions of the world where the media only wants to tell you these places all suck and they're, they're all terrible and they're crime ridden that they're not, you see what I'm saying? That yeah. they, then, then you understand like the stuff that I'm reading is not really real. They, these people are safe and happy and everything's are going well. There's too there, there too. But then you come back to America and understand, wow, things are great in America as well. Like yeah. we're, we're lucky to be in America because we have a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Our roads are decent. The air is good because if you only listen to the news, you would think like, oh, America is all about pollution and all this. When you go to other places, you're like, whoa, I can't breathe in New Delhi mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's bad. So um, that's why I think the gap year and that time seeing other cultures is extremely important. And then when it comes to relating to people in the workforce, in the workplace, in those other years, you can have a conversation with somebody that because I've been in the Golden Temple, in um in, in northern uh, india when i see a, a gentleman wearing the silver bracelet i know what that indicates you know what i mean so so and you can have those deep conversations with people and you can you can you say i've been to your homeland and i loved it tell me more about it and you and then you can relate to people and then when it comes to america's money right that's we america cares about money those relationships in the workplace are going to help the company make more money because you're going to have a better community the people are going to like each other because they're going to appreciate the different regions that they all come from. And they can have that common bond of, Oh, you've been to my homeland. I'm now in your homeland and you can have that. Your, your relationship can grow that way. That's why I think it's travel is extremely important um, because just that exposure to other people. Cause we all think we're all so different when you look at each other and your people are eating different foods and they're, they're from different parts of the world. If you're, if you're an American and you've never left the boundaries of your state, and you're only believing what you see on TV or through a couple of movies, and then you see people in public, you're going to think they're extremely different from you. But at the end of the day, we're all, we're all very much alike. Yeah. I think it's crazy how like everything kind of circles back to at the end of the day, the values that each human has and how much common ground we all have with each other. Yeah. I, I've never like thought of it the way that you're putting it in the sense that yes we value money but there's also like deeper relationships that can be made to further our value of money as well as the values of human uh, relationships and just like overall kindness and understanding and I think that's such an important takeaway from this 
Um, I know you also have other things going on based on traveling, like your uh, world barbershop adventures, I believe. Uh, and yeah. and like your photography so how did uh traveling kind of foster your um interest in other kind of passions or fields yeah so the all those side projects that you're describing we had a youtube series and it ended up getting on amazon prime uh, around me being a barber chairs around the world i create a, a photography book i was taking pictures of police officers i put that into a book um, we did a podcast the entire time from different cities around the world. We did a podcast. Um, we ended up doing um, 99 episodes of that. So all these little things were really building skills. So this, ne this next generation, I know you guys talk to a lot of different um, kind of non-traditional yeah. professions. And the idea is, the especially young people like you that are going into this new world where you got crazy AI that's going to take out a ton of jobs. You got all these different things that are going to limit what you can do in society because computers are going to become more and more powerful and do more and more um, jobs. I think you just, you probably just saw this new McDonald's that is fully operational um, without humans. So more of those things are going to take jobs out of the market, but at the end of the day, you got to have skills and those skills as I looked into this next, cause I'm going to keep working until whenever. Um, so for me, it's how do you communicate? Well, right. A podcast, if you keep working on your podcast, just like what you guys are doing, if you keep working on this, you're going to understand how to ask smart questions like you are, um, how to uh, communicate clearly that, so your audience can understand it. Um, video does the same thing. Video is, is creative. You got to put things in certain order, create a story, capture that story with video, all these creator things are going to be a huge part of this next generation's ability to make, to make money really and, and differentiate yourself and, um, and be an add to society in a different way where the generations before actually had real jobs and, and not, 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 not that creator content isn't a real job because there's a ton of value in it. That's why these YouTubers make a ton of money. That's why TikTokers, all, all these folks that, older generations are like how can this you how can jake paul make all this money and they don't under they don't understand it because yeah. they're they grew up with movie stars where now the movie stars are are content creators and so that um so all the things you're describing was me like we had this ability for two years to not do anything or work on our skills so mm -hmm. those are the skills we wanted to work on so for this next phase of life these become very extremely important because at the end of the day, I was a sales professional. I've, I'll, I'll always be a sales professional because we're all, we're all always selling something, whether you know it or not, you're always, when you guys reached out to me to ask for the interview, you guys were selling yourselves for me to, to, to do the interview. Yeah. So we're all selling all the time. The way, the best way to sell is through stories. If you have a good story, that's the best way to sell somebody a particular object or service or whatever you're working on. So it was because you're doing a podcast, because you're doing video content, stuff like that, you're creating, you're understanding better how to tell a story. And those are all skills. And those are all the things that we were working on as we were traveling. And they have helped. They've helped us in this next adventure of life. Now we're living in Central America and we're going to starting a business down here. All those skills I worked on for the last four years in that way are all going to help us be successful here as well. So that's, that's what I encourage young people today is if you don't know what you're, what you're um, trying to do in the near future, 
just work on skills because just like you guys described language, huge skill, you mm -hmm. become bilingual or trilingual, huge skill in the market, even though like Google translate and all these things exist, the ability to communicate and talk is always going to be extremely important. And then all the other things that we, we named around creator content, extremely important. Um, I know a lot of parents don't understand why their kids are doing YouTube and stuff. I think it's awesome. I think it's really important. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how people are so quick to shut down influencers or content creators and their careers and their success with all these new tech developments saying they're taking the easy way through. But in the end, like the fundamental core value between all of these professions that we're seeing is communications and the ability to build relationships between people. So to close off, I want to ask you, what advice do you have for current students or people who may be interested in traveling or anything like that? Well, if you're if you're interested in traveling, it's best to, to get started as early as possible. So there's the, the a few websites that I described earlier, workaway.info. There's another one called Trusted House Sitters, where you can essentially watch um, people's pets and cats or um, just watch their homes in exchange for a place to stay for free. All these websites exist. And there's a bunch out there, but it's, it's like anything. You can't just, when you're ready to do it, you can't just create a profile and then go do it because you need a tr somebody that trusts you to give you some sort of rating in order for other people to trust you. It's like we, we had difficulty getting our first dog sit mm -hmm. on trusted house sitter until we did our first dog sit. So there was, there was a, uh, a couple in Switzerland that needed somebody to watch their, um, in this case, two, two cats. And so once they interviewed us, we sold them on our story. We told them we wanted to come, come to Switzerland and stay there. Amazing house and opportunity for us. Once we did that one, they gave us five stars. We got a ton more opportunities. Right. So it's, it's just like anything. You got to do it. You got to start first to prove yourself. And then as people validate that you're, professional, you're likable, all these different things they want to, to take care of their home, their pets, or, or working on their business if it's with Workaway. But you you got to start that early. So if you're somebody who lives in like Louisville, Kentucky, and you went on Workaway, there's probably Workaways around you. So you can do something for like a weekend, or if you had like a week off in the summer, and you're, you're 17, 18 years old, and, you're, and you want to travel, and you're um, late teens and early 20s, just start doing those now, build a profile around you. And then when it's, when you're, when it's time for you to take that European trip and you want to spend a month in Portugal and Spain, you can get on work away, find these awesome opportunities. And then maybe you can um, get most of that paid for because you're getting a place to stay. You're meeting cool people from around the world because you're, you're, you're at some hostel and you're greeting people and that's your job for the day. And then at night you get to hang out with all these other people, but you don't have to, now you don't have to pay for your place to stay. They probably give you breakfast and lunch for free. So your costs are way down. So that's, that's what I would encourage. If, if you want to travel in the future, start thinking about it now, look at it as like a mini business now and start building up those profiles now. And then um, when it comes time to, to make that big trip, then it's going to, it's going to cost you a lot less money and your, your whole experience is going to be a lot better. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your advice. Wonderful. Best luck to you both. Thank you. Yeah.